Welcome to the Vineyard Cleveland podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For further information and other resources, please visit vineyardcleveland.org. So many of you are familiar with this group called Alpha, run by Nikki and Pippa, Pippa Ads, Pippa Gumble, uh, out of the U, uh, UK. And Alpha is just an amazing organization who seeks to answer folks' questions about Jesus, and they just lead people to Jesus in just such a beautiful way. And they went around and asked people about the Holy Spirit and caught it on video. So take a look at this video, and then we'll keep going. So as you can see, if you went around with a camera and you asked people the question, who is the Holy Spirit around your neighborhood in the city of Cleveland and Lakewood and Brunswick, Middleburg Heights, Shaker Heights, wherever you call home, in Parma, Parma Heights, I'm sure you would find similar answers. The Holy Spirit, when it comes to um, level of comfortability and confusion, ranks really high up there. People just aren't really sure about what or who he is. And so these next six weeks are going to be a journey. And we're really hoping and praying and believing that the Lord would come, that the Holy Spirit would come and set us free and unlock pieces of us to see who he is. And the big thought for today, if you take nothing else away, is that the Holy Spirit is a revealer. And he's always revealing. The Holy Spirit is a revealer and he's always revealing. And that's really good news. Whether you're just checking out like church or Jesus, or maybe you've, maybe the Holy Spirit feels like old hat to you. Like, I've been a Christian for decades, and I kind of have this thing figured out. Then I want to pray for you that, you that the Holy Spirit would reveal himself to you afresh this morning and over the course of the next six weeks together. I really feel that God wants to unlock something in our church that's just beautiful and wonderful and that brings life to others and brings life to us as well. That there be no confusion about who the Holy Spirit is. That we come to know him for who he really is. George Barna is a pollster and he goes around and he polls uh, evangelical Americans. And Barna found, this is recent, Barna found that 62% of evangelicals, 62% of the church in America believes that the Holy Spirit does not have any power or relevance in their life. 
That's over half going to three-quarters of the church in America. That's a big deal. That's staggering. Almost two-thirds of the U.S. don't believe that the Holy Spirit is a real being. There's a lot of confusion, would you say, about who he is? Well, just to be clear, here at the Vineyard, we are a part of a church which is set in a movement that believes in the power, in the presence, in the person of the Holy Spirit. It's not a question of what, it's a question of who. Who is the Holy Spirit? So that's what we're going to dig through. To start, it'd be helpful to kind of define these words that are kind of tossed around when we talk about the Holy Spirit. And in the Old Testament, written in Hebrew, and the New Testament, written in Greek, the Old Testament word for the Holy Spirit is ruach. You got I kind of got a scratchy throat, but you got to get it like it's a hairball, like challah, bread, ruach. And ruach means breath. In the New Testament, written in Greek, the word for Holy Spirit is pneuma. P is silent. Pneuma. And basically, it means the same thing. Breath. And when we talk about the Holy Spirit being a revealer, and someone who is always revealing, it's important to remember that breath is vital to life. We do it without even thinking. We're breathing right now. And the Holy Spirit, in the same way, is vital and important to our following Jesus. A lot of people like to think about the Holy Spirit as sort of this like forgotten member of some club called the Trinity. It's like God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Bible, typically, is how it goes. And devalue the person, the power, and the presence of the Holy Spirit. We believe that the Holy Spirit is a person, yes, and that he's co-equal and co-eternal with the Father and the Son. And somehow in that divine dance, all three of them are working and partnering together with unique roles To bring about the kingdom of God here on earth. The rule and reign of Jesus. We see the Holy Spirit throughout the whole of Scripture from the beginning. The first chapter of the Bible mentions the Holy Spirit right from the the get. To Revelation 22, the last chapter of the Bible, the Holy Spirit moves as a theme in a person throughout the whole of Scripture. You could take a snapshot of that if you wanted and take it home if you wanted to do deeper study on the Spirit's movement throughout the history of not just the Jewish people, but of all creation. We see in Genesis that he created the material universe. Everything that we see, the Holy Spirit created that. He came at particular places to particular people for specific purposes. We see that he lands on Deborah and when Saul is crowned king. He anticipated the anointed one, the Messiah, Jesus, by speaking through the prophets. He'd one day be poured out on the people of Israel in this famous prophecy that we love so much that he would be experienced universally, not by just special people at special times, but that the Spirit, the Ruach of God, would be poured out on all flesh, people like you and me. 
In the New Testament, we read in Luke that Jesus was born of the Spirit. He lived a sinless life in the power of the Spirit. All of the miracles that you see were done through the power of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit. As we celebrated last week, he was raised from the grave by the power of the Holy Spirit. After his resurrection, Jesus gave commandments to his apostles through the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. And we find in Ephesians that truth was hidden before the Spirit revealed it. So the Holy Spirit is a revealer and he loves to reveal who Jesus is, who the Father is. And he's always revealing. You guys are on social media, so you know the world is filled with fake Jesuses all over the place. You don't have to look far to find the prosperity Jesus, the theology light Jesus, the socialist Jesus. There's all different kinds of Jesuses out there. People trying to make Jesus fit into their own image. Jesus is getting a little, frankly, tired of all the memes that are going around about him. And what we're after here is the real Jesus. At Vineyard Cleveland, we want to be about the, re the revealer, the Holy Spirit, who's come to um, show us the authentic Jesus. He will always lead us into truth we read in John. So how do we describe the Holy Spirit? I love this. This is from uh, the founding pastor of the vineyard in Champaign-Urbana in uh, Illinois. Hap and Diane Lehman planted the, the vineyard there. And she says this in her book, Hello, Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? He's not a ghost, an impersonal force, or an elusive power kind of out there. He is neither a doctrine to be studied, nor a distant deity to be feared. He is the person, a person to be known and loved. He is God himself. He is one of the three persons of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One God, three persons. He is God's gift of himself to each of us. Don't you love that? He makes the Christian life indescribably beautiful and a fun-filled delight. He reveals himself to us, and he's always revealing. Some of the ways that the Holy Spirit reveals himself to us are by the life that he births in us. This is the prime example, and I love this. It's so wonderful. In John 3, Jesus is uh, dialoguing with Nicodemus. And he replies this to Nicodemus. He, he talks about the, the way that the Holy Spirit reveals himself to us by the life, the new life that he's birthing inside of us. He says this, Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but can't tell where it comes from or where it's going. So you can't explain how people are born of the Holy Spirit. So how many moms out there? Yeah, a few moms, 
few moms out there today. You're, you're familiar with some of this lingo that Jesus is throwing around here. In fact, we all are because we've all been born. If we hadn't been born, we wouldn't be here. And after the baby is born, what Jesus is talking about, the physical birth, is the, like the exiting, right, of the baby from the mama. Into the world you came. Naked as the day you came. There you were in all your glory. And parents, if you've been around a birth, you know it's a tad messy, yes? And it's like, how did this big thing. How, how, how did this fit in, moms, how did this fit inside of me? How, how, how is it in your eighth or your ninth month, you're just struggling to be comfortable and you can't find that sleep position. You're like, just get this thing out of me for the love of God. Jesus is talking about physical birth, but the key here and what he's saying about the new birth spiritually, the key is the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit, it take, the Holy, this is the Holy Spirit's work, you see. He says, to be born spiritually, to be a part of this kingdom that Jesus is creating, it must be a work of the Holy Spirit. So whatever is happening in the spiritual new birth and coming to know Jesus personally, to come to know Jesus as Messiah, as Savior, as Lord, as King of Kings, Lord of Lords, it is first and foremost the work of the Holy Spirit. It has to be. So those of you who claim Jesus as Lord, if you claim Jesus as Lord, you carry the Spirit of God inside of you. Everywhere you go, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. When He initiated, the Holy Spirit, when He initiated and cleared your confusion to see that there's no one like Jesus, that he's unique on the face of the earth. When he did that for you, he came and he lived inside of you. He made his home inside of you and you carry him with you wherever you go. That's amazing in and of itself that the Holy Spirit lives inside of anyone who believes in Jesus. That's crazy talk, first of all. In John 16, 13 through 15, Jesus says this about the Spirit. Holy Spirit also reveals and uncovers Jesus and the Father to us. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He, the Holy Spirit, will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you the truth about who Jesus is. He'll always reveal who Jesus is. And so the Spirit reveals and uncovers Jesus and the Father to us.
Secondly, the Spirit empowers us so that he may reveal himself to other people. The Holy Spirit empowers us so that he may reveal himself to other people. (coughs) Excuse me. And we're going to be in Acts 8 and read about how this takes place in Scripture and how this takes place in our lives. And I love this example in Acts 8 is the example of Philip in the Ethiopian eunuch. Some of you might be familiar with this story. And Philip was just an ordinary dude. Uh, He was super faithful. Philip was a faithful guy, faithful follower of Jesus. And Philip was put in charge of a food program in the book of Acts, we read. (coughs) And as Evan said this morning, one of the things that I love about this dynamic is that sometimes we can be so spiritual, but the work of the Holy Spirit comes through Philip as he's leading the food program for the early church. There's a need and people need to be fed, and so the apostles say, Philip, you're in charge. And so I want to encourage you, if you haven't, to stop by Seeds of Hope, our food pantry. Yesterday, as Evan reminded us, Cutting down those shrubs, putting wood in the chipper is all Holy Spirit-empowered work. And it's just as spiritual as what I'm doing here before you this morning. Sometimes a little bit more, if we're honest. And so here's Philip being put in charge of the food pantry at the early church. And then the Spirit leads him to see people saved, to see people delivered. And he's, on, he's en route in one of these missions. And we pick up the story in Acts 8, verses 30 through 38. We read this. I like reading from my Bible, so I'm going to read it from my Bible. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah, the prophet, do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. How can, he? can I? He said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. The eunuch was reading this passage of scripture. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before the shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For this life was taken from for his life was taken from the earth. Watch this. The eunuch asked Philip, Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about? Himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, They came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. Oh, this is, it's not up here, but this is the best part. Verse 39, it should have been up here. When they came up and out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away. Wouldn't you love to see that? The Spirit, it comes up from the water. Where's Philip? 
It's like we baptized people on May, May 7th, and I'm like, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, dunk. They come up, where's Evan? He's gone. <laughs> the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. I love this passage because it shows that the Holy Spirit is a revealer, and he's always revealing. All through these eight, pass, eight, eight uh, verses, the Holy Spirit is revealing who he is. Look at how revelation takes place in these eight verses. The Holy Spirit leads Philip first, kind of nudges him, taps him on the shoulder, and says, hey, uh, you see that guy in the chariot over there? Maybe he might want to know about Jesus. Have you ever been tapped on the shoulder or nudged by the Spirit of God? Maybe to send somebody a text or maybe to invite them out to coffee. You don't know. The Spirit knows outside of space and time and inside of you in the very same breath knows that that person you just invited out to coffee, you, the words that you speak to them might be life-saving. And you'll have no idea, but the Spirit has tapped you on the shoulder. Have you ever been nudged by God? I want to encourage you to follow those promptings. Follow those, those little whispers that say, hey, encourage this person today. They're really down. Hey, this scripture verse I gave you, guess what? It's not for you. It's for your wife. Pray for your wife, you know. Pray, encourage your son with this. Encourage your daughter with this, you know. Those little whispers, those little moments can be life-changing. We're told in Revelation 5 that they, the church, us, overcome by the blood of the Lamb in the word of their testimony. And that testimony is based in the person of the Holy Spirit. I love that, that the Holy Spirit leads and directs Philip to this Ethiopian eunuch. He then empowers Philip, watch, to share the good news with this Ethiopian eunuch guy. And so he shares the good news of the gospel to this man who's like, why can't anyone explain to me who Isaiah is talking about? Philip goes, I know him. You know, he, Philip knows him. Philip knows him by the, per, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Philip is able to tell this man and clear the confusion about who Isaiah is speaking about. The dots are connected for this guy in a powerful way because then the Holy Spirit is working simultaneously in that guy in the same conversation and the Holy Spirit prompts this guy now that he has revealed Jesus to him to ask to be baptized on the spot. And so the Holy Spirit is moving in this conversation in both people's lives and he's revealing Jesus. He's revealing himself. To both. The Holy Spirit is the revealer who makes Jesus known to people. And so, in that moment, for this Ethiopian guy, everything changes because the Holy Spirit is a revealer and he's always revealing. That's the truth. That's, that's who the Holy Spirit is. 
revealing Jesus to us. Because when we get around Jesus, everything changes. Everything changed for this man right there and right then because the Holy Spirit revealed to him who Jesus is. That's the thing with Jesus. You can't get around him and stay the same. He changes you. He convicts you. He challenges you to get outside of your own idea of who you think God is, who you think he is. And the end is love. The end is deeper relationship with the God of the universe who created you and knows you. That's why it's the Holy Spirit's main job to reveal Jesus to us. It's from a place of love and devotion and relationship and beholding. So here's the good news this morning, is that it's not the revelation of who Jesus is and who the Holy Spirit is, is not just a one-time thing. It's not like, oh, I know who Jesus is now. Game over. No, the Holy Spirit is always revealing. He's always wanting to show us other facets of who Jesus is. He's always wanting to show us what God is like, whether you've not come to know Jesus as Messiah yet or whether you've been walking with Jesus for years, for decades. There's always something the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to you about who He is about where you've been and where you're headed, about trauma that you experienced when you were a child that he wants to break in, and why is it that you've carried trauma for 40 years, and now when you're 53 years old, the Holy Spirit breaks in and sets you free. Why is that? I don't know, but all I know is that it's not just a one-time event. It's not. It really isn't. It's really a slow work of revelation, isn't it? Very rarely does the Holy Spirit just show up in someone's life and just all of their problems are poof, gone. We still, anybody battle with confusion in the room this morning? A few, a few courageous souls, Susan, a few courageous souls. Yeah, we all do. When you look at the state of the world or what's going on inside and you wonder, is there hope? Jesus, can you give me clarity on what's happening in our world, of what's happening in my family, what's happening in my spouse's heart, what's happening in my own heart? The Holy Spirit is there to bring clarity. Notice I said clarity, not certainty. Clarity, not certainty. That's important to say. To clear the confusion. To make Jesus known to others. Yeah, transformation starts with truth. And truth is a person. His name's Jesus. And the Holy Spirit, it's his job to reveal Jesus to us. Lastly, and then we'll close. The Holy Spirit brings us clarity where there's confusion. Isn't it amazing that the Holy Spirit knows 
right now, for every person in this room, for every person in the city of Cleveland, for every person in the state of Ohio, in the nation this morning, all over the globe. How many people are there? Is it nine? Are we up to nine billion now? Almost, maybe, ten? Who really knows? He knows right now, in the split second, in less time than it took me to snap my fingers, knows every desire, every longing, every confusion for everybody all at the same time. That's astounding. That he knows all of these things and he knows exactly what you and I need to hear at exactly the right time and place. That's the kindness of the Holy Spirit as a revealer. That he knows just the thing that will break through to your heart and to my life. He'll know. He knows. Just like that. And he speaks to it. It encourages us. To, I love his name. One of his nicknames in scripture is the divine encourager. I love that. That he's divinely from, from God, of God. He is God encouraging us at the exact time and place we need to hear it. And the last couple of years have been really tough for everybody, haven't they? It's been a confusing time for everyone. We need the Holy Spirit to be revealer for us, to give us clarity in these times. Do you ever wonder if Jesus is big enough to handle the craziness of your life? Just me? Have you, do you ever wonder if Jesus is big enough to handle the craziness of the world and all that's going on? You know, we worry, we're anxious about our families, about our jobs, about the general state of where people are living with their window of tolerance right now. It's like anxiety everywhere. And the Holy Spirit, one of his main jobs as revealer, is to reveal to us that he's in control. That he is in control. I don't think you guys believe me. You know why? Because I don't believe that. If I'm honest. How often do I try to take things into my own control? How often? We do it on a daily basis. It's a daily thing. It's an ongoing thing. The Holy Spirit wants to reveal to you and to me that we are not in control, that He's got everything in the palm of His hands, that He's in control, and He's the one who will bring clarity to our confusion. Clarity is not going to come through a self-help teaching or a two-minute Instagram motivational speech. Discipleship and clarity will never come from social media. Discipleship and clarity won't come from a well-intentioned friend. It might sometimes. Clarity and discipleship will not come anywhere else than from the person of the Holy Spirit. He's the one who clears up our confusion. And he's the keeper of the vineyard. He's the keeper of the church, his people. 
Okay? So when, Wimber, when John and Carol Wimber started the vineyard in the late 70s, uh, Wimber felt like God gave him this verse, and it's how we take our name. And when Wimber is talking about the vineyard, he's meaning the people that God's intersecting his life with, you know, and, and, and generations to come who he'll never know. When Isaiah is talking about the vineyard, he's talking about the people of God. Specifically, he's talking about the Jews. For us, we, we understand that as everybody who claims Jesus now. So we get in on this as well. And in Isaiah 27, this is what God says. This is what the Holy Spirit says. And that day, sing about the fruitful vineyard. I, the Lord, will watch over it, watering it carefully, day and night. I will watch it so no one can harm it. That's who the Lord is. And what a real picture the guys who put wood in the chipper and tended to all the overgrowth were of who the Holy Spirit is, tending to the pothole out in front. That's who God is. That's who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit takes asphalt patch in our lives to the places that have been carved out by the cold winter season and salt that's got in there and, and, and made it gravel and, and is not smooth. And the Holy Spirit is the one who goes to Home Depot, buys the asphalt patch and pours it in the potholes of our lives Come on, you guys. That's who he is. So when you, pass, when you pass those cones this morning, and I thought, dang it, i got to go this way. I should have been saying, thank you, Holy Spirit, for filling the potholes of my life and smoothing everything out in your time and in your place. Thank you for revealing yourself to me. He's the tender of the vineyard. He's going to keep you. And so in that, in that, we can let go of control and we can trust. There's so much craziness surrounding the Holy Spirit, whether it's like hyper-emotionalism or whether it's like, I don't want anything to do with that. And it's like dead, you know, uh, not even mention uh, the person of the Holy Spirit. And I guess what we're after here at Vineyard is just like an authentic expression of who the Holy Spirit is. And when we give up control to Him, we can trust that He's not going to lead us anywhere um, outside of the revelation of who Jesus is in greater depth and in greater measure. When it's Him, when it's the Holy Spirit, you know because He starts unlocking your heart to see more of who Jesus is. He never leads you down a path that it might be scary. You know, you might just like dip your toe in because you've never experienced him before like that, but it's always going to be good because he always reveals Jesus. And Jesus, as we sang this morning, his goodness is already running after us. That's who the Holy Spirit is.